What does the J-Rock call his crew? The Rock Pile. Rock Pile. We are ready. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Sean. I'm Katie. Howdy do. How are you? I forgot to uh, raise this. Raise the roof. No, raise the microphone. Um, happy Saturday. Sean and I, as you are listening and watching this, are taking a long weekend, and I'm excited. I wonder what it's going to be like. I don't know. I haven't stepped away from work in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to make a pact then. Mm-hmm. No looking at the phone. Well, no social media. No looking at the phone. Good you know, luck, no, Sean. I mean, uh, so, good luck. No, for, for work purposes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I check my email in the morning, not for work stuff. Just, I, I, it's a weird anxiety probably based thing. Maybe OCD. I just like to clear it out, like delete them or flag it if I need to deal with it. Later. Are you an inbox zero? Always. Oh, wow. Every day. I like to leave them all unread. Just let them all I know. stack up. You, you and my mom, and even, I don't know if it was John or Yvonne, our friends John and Yvonne came over for 4th of July. I think it was John had like 42,000. Maybe it was Yvonne. Unread emails. And I was like, that gives me so much anxiety. I can't even look at that. Mm. I actually cleaned out my mom's once. And then I came back like six months later. And I, I just can't again. keep up with all the junk. There's so much junk that comes in. And some of it's my Unsubscribe. own fault. Unsubscribe. Well, I do that. But then I subscribe to other things, you know? Yeah. I'm like, ooh, I like that. And then <laughs> two days later, I'm so annoyed because they send you so many. So many emails. Right. There's this uh, learn how to play guitar app. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, uh, called Musician. Mm. Silly name, but I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. No sooner did I download it than I had like eight emails waiting for me. Too I was much. like, guys, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like someone who you just started dating and they want to move in. Right. You're like, bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. pump the brakes. You're moving too fast. Once you give the digital world just a, a an inch, they'll take a foot. Yeah. And they take a foot. Another foot. <sighs> and then a mile before you know it, and a then whole I, mile. Yeah. And then I can't reach inbox zero. So I blame marketers, <laughs> all sorts of marketers, telemarketers, all the marketers. Ugh. Yeah. Is there anything worse than a telemarketer? No offense. If you're a telemarketer, one I, time I did do that job myself and I was the worst. I did it for one day. Yeah. I think I, we told this story. Yeah. I couldn't do it any longer. I was like Michael in the office. Yeah. I was like, I mean, it's a job, mm-hmm. but eesh, those robocalls, what is with that? Why can't Congress take care of that? <laughs> What? Are you just, is this or what grinds my gears? No, but slipped in too quickly. The, you know, we can take care of so many things. It's really hot outside, I think, is what's going on here. You're oh. agitated already. Oh, Those I'm not marketers, agitated. There's all the marketers. <laughs> Tell them our robocall. Ha! It's really hot here. But today. what is with the robo spam? Does that exist all around the world or is that exclusive to Canada and the United States? Let us know. I don't know. I should ask Lindsay. She lives in Mexico. She might be able to tell me about that. Right. But any of you in other parts of the world, do you guys get telemarketers and robocalls? The thing is, it used to be on your home phone line, like a landline, because I'm that old. And when we'd be eating dinner, they would call and man, it would really piss my mom and dad off. So that's the original telemarketer. However, that's now what that we I have was, cell I was phones a- and no one has landlines anymore. I just like saying landline, but no one has them anymore. And so now they call your fucking cell phone. And I love how my my cell phone, it'll ring and I'll like run from another room or whatever. And it'll be like potential spam. And I'm like, mm. oh, my favorite caller. Potential I like the ones spam. that are in different languages. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. That is fun. Fancy. Hola. <laughs> no, my favorite. I get one in Chinese or Mandarin, I think. Yeah. Of some sort. I don't understand that one. 
Yeah, I mainly because I don't speak Mandarin, but I don't yeah. understand why they would have a Mandarin. Remember, we signed up for what was Chinese t- uh, Twitter? Oh, Weibo. Weibo. There was Weibo, and there was another one. And I would get the emails from them, and some of it would be like in English, but obviously English translated by someone whose primary language is Mandarin. And I just never really understood what was going on. I was like, I have to unsubscribe. Beware of the evil skid monkey. Therein lies the fall. What the fuck does this email mean? What's that from? I, uh, oh, you're just making it up. Sometimes you'll be referencing like a, oh, it was in a movie. Or, it was oh, in a, a Honda motorcycle mag, uh, manual from the 1960s. Oh. And they were saying, hey, be careful. Don't uh, don't slip on the oil on the street. Oh, but they call them skid monkeys? Well, beware of the evil skid monkey. Therein lies the fall was the, uh, the English. You know, back in the day, translations were... Yeah, it's a little rough. Yeah. It's better than I... They speak English better than I can speak Mandarin. So, yeah. hey. Well, that was Japanese, but... Oh, Japanese. Oh, yeah, because Honda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How funny. Yeah. There's one of my... Fa- okay, if you're looking for a laugh, I have to promote a very old video. It'll be linked in the description. I'll send it to Sean so you can just add it. My friend, Mamrie Hart, I think she's very funny. She used to do this video style called $10 Haul, y'all, where she would take $10 down to the dollar store and she would buy the most ridiculous things and then she'd read you the instructions of said ridiculous thing and the translations mm. so good i used to watch this like i don't know at least once a month when i just needed to giggle now i watch tiktok but mamory i still love you don't worry i still watch <coughs> it just needs on the around dog. the world <laughs> i didn't she's realize fine. until it was too late and i was like no she's fine uh tiktok mm-hmm. and you don't stop is in the news i know are they is it gone bye bye well the head of the fcc and now i i don't know if this is exactly i'm paraphrasing but the head of the fcc mm-hmm. uh, has called it a threat uh national threat security. level midnight yeah mm-hmm. big time mm-hmm. and um yeah so uh a threat of what are some good some bad cooking uh, hair hacks mm, farmers it's like massive data that they harvest mm. and so what they're alleging from the fcc or what the fcc is saying is that um the data is being mined by the chinese government for what i don't understand oh, so i, I understand. to learn how to be funny clearly learn how but to like, cook when you think like what da- what data would they get from me okay so i create on tiktok what would I be upset about them knowing? Hey, uh, this is above my pay grade. I that have no idea. That I live idea. in Austin and that I, I post, I don't know, three times a week. I think the fear is that if they have so much information and, and control over a platform like that, that they could then maybe sway people's oh, uh, opinions like by Facebook. promoting certain things. Mm. And I don't know. I don't know what the threat is. But uh, he had sent a letter to the head of TikTok to ByteDance, I believe. The, okay. So the head of the chair. Sorry. The, <laughs> With the face of yeah. a, a uh, meerkat. The FCC, the, the head of the FCC, okay. um, sent a letter to Apple as well as to Microsoft. Okay. Is saying, it removed from the App Store? Yeah. So saying that um, apparently that TikTok is against your terms of services because it's harvesting data in a certain fashion. Mm. And so you better send back a response and let us know why you haven't kicked them off your platform yet or off oh. of your, your app stores. So it's really interesting. And, and rather than going after the company itself, they're cutting it off from the distributor of the mm-hmm. company. So, wow. I mean, really. I mean, they tried to do this before because I remember right before I was going to join Twitter because I'm funny. When it comes to social media platforms, I'm always like, oh my God, I have to create more content. I don't think I can do that. I'm not interested. Bye bye. Right. And then TikTok was out and everybody's like, oh my God, you got to get on it. You got to get on it. And I think it was Rebecca. Uh, my friend Rebecca Zamola was like, 
Katie got a gun. Just download it now. And it was right around that time when they were like, I think I think Trump was still in office, and he was like down with TikTok. Right. And I was like, well, then why download it now? Yeah, they were going to force the sale of it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, but then they moved something over to the states. I think they moved their servers, and they're still moving something over to the states. That was what John and Yvonne were saying that they're moving their headquarters to right. I but I think it's come out that even since they moved the data over still in china that, too well that they they had access to it so they were just mining it i don't know like if you're interested i'll leave a link in the description below and you can kind of read it yourself yeah, you read it it's a little too i don't I think understand. it's kind of boring but it's interesting because if governments are using social media platforms to steer people's opinion or yeah. to if they feel that it's valuable mm-hmm. enough to do it like what are they looking for and what are they doing? I don't know. Well, even I just got my eyebrows waxed. That's a good point you made, though, because I was just getting my eyebrows waxed and this girl, Deja, that does them, she's 20. So she's like a little baby. And I was, she was asking me if I heard about this shooting in Ohio, which is where she's originally from. I don't know. I didn't either. Oh. And she said this, she named this guy and she said he was shot 60 times. And I was like, what? And I said, you know, I try not to engage with the news too much because it's just so depressing. She goes, oh, me too. She goes, but I, I watched it on TikTok. Mm. And and I said, oh, really? And she's like, yeah. She goes, you know, even if I don't watch the news, social media will tell me what's up. And she is both correct and incorrect because you just don't know if what you're actually hearing is is true and, mm. in, you know, or you have all the facts. I mean, I'm not saying people are like lying, but people probably are. Or miscommunicating information like I do all the time in this podcast. I well, don't they just get it, right? say what they know and they might not know the full story. Right. It's like the shooting on the 4th of July in Illinois. I flipped around the channels and no one knew much, yet they just had it going on loop of like a guy shot up the parade. Like they just, that's all the information they have over yeah. and over. And I was like, so you don't know what we don't, he's not caught. We don't know how many people were hurt. Right. And I think they caught him this morning. They did. But yeah. anyway, I'm just saying that like, Sometimes you can't even get the story. You know, there's just no information. But anyways, all that to say social media is powerful in that fact because people, whether they want to or not, are going to be influenced by it. Yep. You know? Yep, 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 yep. I can't wait to turn it off. Uh, This weekend is going to be nice. Oh, yeah. Won't be on the social medias. Uh, Nope. Awesome. Nope, nope, be nope. outside and see the real social media. Well, that's funny because we had I had such a good time on the Fourth of July with John and Yvonne. Come, they made so much food. You guys, we were so that was so nice. Um, anyway, so we hung out, ate, and then went over to the pool and just threw the rugby ball around for a bit, and then came back. Um, and they had to go home because their dog. They worried about their doggo, but I didn't put anything on like Insta stories or anything because I was having such a good time. Right. <laughs> I always feel like that's this. I don't like that about myself that like when I'm actually enjoying myself, I don't take picture because those are the memories you want, but I never, I, I never uh, document them. I document them up here in my head. Katie. Take mental picture. Yeah. Totally. <sighs> yeah. Um, so it's hot here. There was something else I was going to say. Oh, we are watching Ozark. Have you watched it? We're probably behind. We're also still watching the last bit of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. We're in the midst of a lot of mayhem right now. But there is nothing scarier than the women of Ozark. Ooh, yeah, definitely. Ruth Langmore is my favorite. She doesn't know shit about fuck. And she's hilarious. And she's a badass. She's also terrifying. And Wendy Bird. They grew up so fast, you know. It was just like... Uh last season when she was you know just a a little gangster and now she's a big time (laughs) she's a big time heroin dealer yeah 
shit gets crazy if you haven't watched ozark i highly recommend it it's also a lot to deal with and a lot to take in at once like i can't watch i don't think i could binge watch it i can watch like two episodes tremendous writing tremendous acting tremendous cinematography it's got it all it's It's, i want that house oh yeah the bird's house on the lake anybody else oh question for the audience i've already asked one member of our community but because we've watched ozark and this is like what season four yes what is the lake of the is it lake of the ozarks or ozark lake in missouri is it worth a trip i kind of want to rent us a house there and go sometime it looks beautiful or is it mosquito alley because i was looking sean and i need to take like a, a proper vacation not like a two three night away thing and i was looking all over and i was like oh maybe we'll go to the florida keys there's like this deal it was like come to the florida keys all in a hotel flight something something six hundred dollars a person and i was like wow pretty good Thanks mosquito that. nets not included well the reviews cracked me up because they were like the staff is great the food is delicious the beds were comfortable all the things that you want to know everything was clean we did come back with a lot of bug bites but it's florida and i was like no abortment uh, no next yeah i think my understanding of florida is pretty limited but from what i think it is is you have beautiful coastline mm-hmm. amazing weather most of the time and then you have like when you get away from the coast then you're in a swamp like all is all of florida swampland i don't know we have we have christy we have lots of different floridians right tell us you guys because we go to orlando every year well pre-covid but we're going this september for a, like two days it's a quick thing but for an event they bring us in so fancy and i hope to see you guys there i'm going to playlist live sean and i will be there come say hi anyway we go to orlando almost every year and i went as a kid to kiss me mm-hmm. i'm impressed it's I a pulled, good name pulled that out super cute name um and my mom and dad and brother and i stayed an extra week and went to disney world and then we went out to palm beach okay um and i think that's really it my mom might remember more but that's like my whole experience with florida period right yeah i've seen miami oh, we did the everglades mm, see that's what i'm talking about the, the everglades isn't that like a swamp now is the everglades on it's not the coast right it's interior i think you're not far from the coast like on a little offshoot because it is salt water oh um Brackish i'll look water. it up Maybe. what's oh what's brackish like a, a brackish blend? oh brackish what's that mean brackish is uh like a some, somewhat salinated mm-hmm. but it's more like it's where salt water meets fresh water i believe and uh so you have some pretty interesting oh. creatures that come the the waterways the everglades is a national or natural region of tropical wetlands mm. in the southern portion of the united states in the state of florida comprising of the southern half of a large drainage basin within the neotropical realm Sounds, sounds like a fancy way of saying swamp. It sounds like I'm in a sci-fi novel. Oh, also, have you seen the size of oh, snakes? But listen to this. The ecosystem it forms is not presently found anywhere else on Earth. we got to okay. preserve the Everglades, people. Mm-hmm. People. Um, the system begins near Orlando with the Kissimmee River. That's where we went. That's so funny. Which discharges into the vast but shallow Lake Ochenobi. Oki, Okeechobee. Okefenopee. Oke, Oke no, Okeechobee. Okay. Water leaving the lake in the wet season forms a slow-moving river. Okay, so it's not... I don't think it is salt water then, huh. right? Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to say no if There's it's a, a drainage. There's a limestone shelf there too. Wow. Well, 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 well. What do you know? 
Wow. This is geography with opinions that don't matter. But see, that's where it is in Florida, down towards the okay. Keys on the end there. Right. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much like a lot of uh, very impenetra- <laughs> impenetrable. Oh, and there's Lake Okeechobee or whatever. Okay. Okeechobee. Yeah, I think it's very difficult. I'm sure they've plowed over it and put parking lots everywhere. What, what's that song? Uh, Pave Paradise and put up, put up a parking lot. Yeah. Shoo, bow, 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 bow. Shoo, that, she's such a good musician. Um, but mm-hmm. that just, it kind of scares me, the Everglades. Because I always see like TV shows that are set in the Everglades. They're like, it's kind of cool, but then it's it's mysterious and it's dark and it's, it's well, like, humid. And snakes are like 30 feet long. There's and, tons and of snakes. Is it alligators or crocodiles that live there? Maybe both. I don't both. know. Both. I don't know. I don't know. I'm making it up. The alligator is the one with we the We need long our face, flirting right? correspondence. I think, if I remember correctly, and I'm sorry, Christy, if I'm wrong, but I think she's in the northern. Okay. So do we have, I think we have another southern, southern Floridian correspondent that could maybe help us out with some of these questions. Right, right. I do know that we watched some random television show on Discovery Network or something like that where they got paid to kill those uh, snakes, remember? Right. Because there was like an overpopulation of snakes. Sorry for people who are afraid of snakes. We're not going to talk about them other than the fact that they were getting paid to kill them. Mm. So that's good news for people who don't like snakes. Imagine that. It's your job. You're a snake hunter. The snake hunter. Right. Oh, um, anyways, long story short, from what I've read very briefly, and I don't know anything about anything, um, the Everglades are kind of having a tough time because the water pollution, the, oh. the water quality has gone down so much there in Lake Okeechobee, which I'm probably saying wrong, and the Everglades. So they've lost some like creatures critters sad mm-hmm, protect mm-hmm. the everglades don't don't pollute give a hoot don't pollute yeah that's it yeah i heard an owl last night oh and i said to you sean did you hear that and you did not no did i answer no huh. but i heard little roxy girl make a little noise i think she heard it too but it i don't even know what time it was something that like woke me and it it was a weird sound like, I don't know what was happening, but one made the hoot hoot normal, like owly noise. And then that one that talked back sounded totally different. Oh. And I was like, what's happening? Maybe it's a turf war. Are we having an interbird relationship? Oh. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe they were, uh, maybe they caught something and they were eating it. Outside. Oh, probably. That's kind of, it sounded like a squeak and stuff. It's oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, they probably killed, hopefully it was a squirrel. Those things are everywhere. Jeez. Well, you know. Well, you know, yeah, I guess. Nature is, is metal. I hope they get the mice or the rats. That's rats. all. I, that's what I want. Mice are kind of cute. Rats. Yeah. I, no I haven't seen any rats really. Other but, than that uh, one, mm. Raton, mm-hmm. who's in our attic. Where are they? <laughs> all right, let's get into the okay. letters. We got to catch up. Yes. And I do want to let, before we get into the letters, well, mm-hmm. kind of as we get into the letters. Okay. Um, Christina. Our Norwegian correspondent. Our Norwegian correspondent. <laughs> It looks like you sent us some voice messages, and unfortunately, something is up with Anchor. It cuts them all out. Like, it goes, hi, this is Christina. Okay, so that's what I was going to add. And you're like, so that, what? Anchor.fm is a wonderful part of Spotify, but the tools that they've built, we're finding out now, now that we're on the platform, we're finding out some of the tools are a little clunky. And so... SpeakPipe is your jam, Christina. If you want to send in any audio messages, um, I'm going to disable, if I can, that that tool on because we tried it sean even tried to send them to himself separate like in a text and see if we could open it that way and it's still it's like it never recorded the i don't know it's like scrambled it's really weird so anyways i'm so sorry thank you for putting in the effort feel free to click the link for the speak pipe and send it in that way because we would love to hear your beautiful voice again and yeah i'm so sorry 
moving into a very exciting letter from Ray. Are you ready? Yes. Have we, Ray, have we given you a name? Should he be our weather vane man? Do you want to be the minister of weather vanes? The, the vicar of weather vanes? Trying to go into the, you know, alliteration. Okay. I don't know, Ray, you let me know. Maybe we've already given you. I don't, I don't think no. I saw him on the list. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You let me know. Okay. But this is entitled Cliff Driving. Cliff Driving? And I don't know if it's Cliff Driving or if it's a typo. It's Cliff Diving, but we're about to find out. I think it's Cliff. Maybe it's Cliff and he's driving. Ray's pretty good with details. I think it's probably Cliff Driving. Okay. Maybe it is Cliff from... Uh, Cheers. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the, the driving uh, on the Cliff Den. I mean, it's... Uh, he has the best way to do it. Okay. It says, hi, Katie, Sean, and friends. This is a story of an unplanned stunt. <laughs> That I have come to think of as Mr. Ray's Wild Ride. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? That was a, uh, what was the name of it? There's a there's an actual ride at the fair. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? Yes. Isn't that at Disney? Yes. Oh, it's, it's a, yes, Disneyland. Uh, I don't think I've ever been on it, but. It's a little kid one, I think. Oh. But I think I probably went on it with my dad. That's like I went on the teacups with my dad, which was a mistake because he was strong. And so we, and then I was like, okay. Back to Ray's letter. One late summer night, we decided to go for a drive in my brother's 1968 Ford Galaxy 500, a big beast of a car. Yes, sir. He was driving and I was in the passenger seat. Neither of us were wearing seat belts. It wasn't a requirement then. And we were, of course, invincible teenagers, as we all know. Now I get nervous. If I don't have my seatbelt on, I kid I know. you not. It makes like, me feel really unsafe. Why am I sweating? The car's not. Oh, I don't have my seatbelt on. <laughs> oh, something bad could happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny how you get so used to it. <clears throat> okay. My and they used to only be like, it went from no seatbelt to a lap belt only. Yes, I remember lap belt. And then belt. they figured out, you know, you're, you're, you're lunging forward. Yeah. So they gave you the shoulder restraint. Well, and then came the airbags because they're like, oh, you're just smashing your head into the wheel. Right. Oh, and now pretty much the inside of cars like poof out, like put little pillows shoot out everywhere. Right. It's crazy. I find that fascinating. Like safety, car safety. Yeah. Subarus are one of the safest cars. Not sponsored. I just like Subarus. Okay. But anyways, I remember my grandma, until the day she died, did not like to wear a seatbelt. And really? would not, when I was a kid, because I don't, I was an anxious kid. Thanks, family. I don't know. But I was an anxious kid. And I used to always say, like, Grandma, put your seatbelt on. And she'd be like, oh, fine. Like, I'd hassle her. Because I'd be like, what if something happens? I don't want something to happen to you. She's like, Katie, Katie, Katie. Okay. But she would put it on. So you're welcome, Grandma. <laughs> Okay, back to it. Ray and his brother are in the car. His brother's driving. Ray's in the passenger seat, not wearing seatbelts. 
The back roads in that part of Oregon were curvy, narrow, and dark, and not well-maintained. As we were cruising along this unfamiliar road, not speeding, not in a hurry, but just listening to tunes on the radio, when without warning, the road just seemed to end. Oh my God. An L-shaped right turn. Oh my God, so like a right angle, like 90... L-shaped right turn was suddenly in front of us, completely unexpected because the road sign had been covered by the bushes. Uh, That's We even had in Santa Monica stop signs that you couldn't see because people's trees were in. And I was like, we're in a city. Oh, you know what? Oh, tell me. Today. Okay. So just so you know, uh, I have a gripe and that's people blowing through the stop sign by our house. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. Police of Austin. You heard it here first. Well, yeah. You know what? Today. I'm outside with Roxy, and who is fast approaching the stop sign? A police cruiser. A police cruiser? A police cruiser. <laughs> uh, and Bozo, Officer McDumdum, flew through the stop sign. Didn't even stop. Didn't even slow? Didn't even slow. And I was like, what in the actual... Badge number. <laughs> Report it. I was like, citizens arrest. Citizens <laughs> <laughs> You stop. But the buddy, you didn't you even slow down. You a bag I was, filled with poop I in I know, him. right? Hit his windshield. I couldn't believe what I saw. And now he wasn't flying. He was doing maybe about 15 miles an hour. Yeah, they don't go fast. No, he was general. just cruising through the neighborhood. But come on, man. Come on, come man. Come on, man. Like, who does that? Mm-hmm. Mm. Dick what? I wish I had my trail cam set mm-hmm. up. And then I would send it to the police department. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. He probably, just like everyone else, you know, you have a, a little brain there's fart. Like and a he... park and kids play and there's a pool. I know. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Hey, buddy, buddy. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That grinds my gears. <laughs> it, it really, it floored me. I was like, you know, it, but anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Patch number. Citizens arrest. Okay. Mm-hmm. So L-shaped right turn suddenly in front of us, completely unexpected. The road sign was covered by bushes. That's where we were. With no time to think, we saw directly ahead of what looked like a dirt driveway where the roadside ended. So my brother thought he could slow down on the driveway because he knew he couldn't make that 15 mile per hour corner going 55 miles per hour. Holy shit balls. He hit the brakes hard, but the driveway we thought went straight, veered sharply to the left. After only a few yards, suddenly the ground just fell away and we were looking straight down into a ravine 80 feet below. I remember seeing the reflection of the car parts on a dry creek bed approaching fast. And in those two seconds before meeting the ground, I heard myself, all I heard myself shout was, I'm sure it'd be my profound last words. Oh, shit. (laughs) I told you guys that story, how Sarah Parker and I. And she was in the car, my first little fender bender accident. And she's like religious, you know, and she said shit. And then she's like, don't tell anybody. I was like, don't worry, it's safe with me. And then now here we are so many years later and I'm telling all her dirty, dark secrets. Okay. Near as I can figure, gravitational acceleration constant being what it is, we hit at around 60 miles per hour or 100 kilometers per hour. Oh, my God. I woke up sometime later in the back seat with the radio playing and the smell no of way. gasoline in my nostrils. Raymond. I didn't have the coherency to turn off the key. Electrical sparks weren't on my m- I mean, I wouldn't have thought of that either. Just somehow I was glad there was music and apparently I was alive. I called for my brother but got no answer. I didn't know what had happened to him. Turned out he had gotten just some minor injuries and was able to climb out onto the road and go for help. I was unconscious again and then woke up to my brother asking if I could get up. I tried to move, but then felt a terrible pain in my back. And he said, don't worry. He'd found a house and told him what had happened. 
Oh, no, not another one, was their response. Somebody fucking put some up, something. Like a, a I don't know, what, like a rail? With a like, rail? With, with a some reflective Some sign that thing. says, you know, sharp turn coming up ahead. I yeah, know. dead end, sharp end. But you know these roads, when you're out in the middle of nowhere, if you're- I know exactly what you're talking about. Country yeah. roads sometimes, they're- And they don't trim back the trees, so yeah. the bushes would have covered. Oh, no, not another one. Apparently, several cars had gone over since they'd lived there, and they might have thought an apparition was at their door since we were the ones that survived. Oh, we're the only ones that survived. Oh, (gasps) lucky you, though. Oh, my God. I faded out several times because of shock, so only snippets of, like, foggy memories follow. Some events could have been minutes apart. Some could have been hours, as I had no concept of time. I was out of the car and on a gurney. Someone tried to straighten my left leg, but the pain in my dislocated knee was too bad that I howled. So they put a brace on it and left it angled up. Then, these are snippets. I was being hauled up the side in a Stokes basket attached to a cable winch. (gasps) Wow. That's like when you see- Well, he's 80 feet down in a ravine. Yeah, in a ravine. And one of the four firemen slipped and almost fell. I laughed because it all seemed so, so surreal and dissociated. He recovered his footing and they got me out of the ravine and into an ambulance. I was on a cold, hard table. So next memory that was making my back pain unbearable. I think it was for a CT scan or something. And it seemed to take forever. Why is this taking so long? I heard we have to scan every centimeter. And I'm pretty sure some choice swear words of mine followed. (laughs) The next I was lying on a gurney in a hall and overheard someone say it's shattered. And someone else say, I know it looks really bad. People should be aware of what they say around people who they think are unconscious because people hear. And they say sometimes when you're like, oh, they're doing better. Like people will pull out of it. Mm. If I'm unconscious, you say, Katie, you're doing so good. She's going to make a full recovery. You got it, Katie. Got to say motivational things like this. You got this one, champ. Put on some Tony Robbins. I don't know. <laughs> Get things really rowdy. <laughs> right. I will do that for you. Thank you, honey. Okay. Um. Oh, and then I said, are you talking about me? Good on you, Ray. And they looked at me in surprise and skittered away. Assholes. At least I think that happened. But shock had um, substituted my reality with something not no, not so reliable. Gotcha. Next, I was in a bed in my room. My dislocated knee had been put back in place with a long, um, oh, and with a long waited for and much appreciated morphine drip, making me feel so groovy, baby. <laughs> you needed, I mean, your back was hurting, your knee was dislocated. Thank God you and your brother survived. Oh my God. And you got flung into the back seat. Wow. The doctor said that since amazingly nothing had damaged my spinal cord, that I would be better. I just need to let it heal the way that it was. There was a piece of sharp bone very close to my spinal cord, but they were afraid to try to operate and I was afraid to move. That's scary. It's funny how, not funny, haha, just like it's crazy how sometimes things will happen where for them to go in and remove something is worse. So they'll like leave it in. I was, uh, maybe it's because the 4th of July or Memorial Day or something. There was like a veteran who was talking about how he'd been shot and he survived, but the bullet was still in him because it was so close to his spine. They didn't want to operate. And I heard somebody else talk about like it was so close to a nerve that they just left it in there. And I was like, what if it moves? Do things like get jostled? Oh, Roxy is dreaming. If you hear the, the bark and the sleep. Okay. Anyways, my brother came to visit and was feeling horrified, but I said that what's done is done. He told me that um, I grabbed the dash so hard that I peeled the vinyl back and left fingerprints on the metal. Wow, Ray. Strong. 
I'd hit my head on the windshield, but hooray for adrenaline. Apparently, I'd kept myself from going through the glass by using my superpowers I didn't know I had. He told, I know you're like <laughs> into the metal. Metal. He told me we landed vertically on the front bumper and the car bounced once while spinning sideways a half turn and then landing on the rear bumper. Jesus Christ. Then it fell forward, ending in its, oh, ending up on its wheels, but facing the road. It was an amazing final Olympic performance. I give it a 10 out of 10. Right. (laughs) Stuck the landing. With all that acrobatic turning, I think my back impacted on the steering wheel. And I found out later that my brother had ended up in the back seat. Oh. So you both were in the back seat. Good thing cars don't always blow up like in the movies, even if you leave the radio on. I know. You always think they're like going to remind them. There's so many good clips from movies where cars go into ravines, like in a joking way where people are out of them. Like one in particular that I could think of is the trailer park boys. When Leahy, uh, if you don't know the trailer park boys, I, I highly encourage you to watch get a giggle. Jim Leahy, the trailer park supervisor is, is an alcoholic. And so he's always buying like absurd amounts of booze at the SAQ and it's all in his car. They don't call it the SAQ there though. I forget what it's called. The LC? Yeah, the LC. Anyway, his car's like full, as they would say, chockerbocked, right? Don't they say that in the UK? I don't know. A lot of something. Chockerbock? Chockerbock? You guys let me know. Probably fucking it up. Anyway, his car's packed with booze, and he gets all excited and gets out of the car with Randy or something, and then the car rolls off into the ravine. Oh, yeah. Remember him? And all the booze breaks, I'd assume. But he's like, let's go see what we can recover. It's in the... Oh, Mr. Leahy. Okay. So, a young rookie fireman came to visit me a few days later, the same one who had slipped getting me out of the ravine, and he admitted to me, oh, he admitted to me that he'd slipped. He said he just wanted to see how I was doing, and that the way I looked that night, he hadn't expected me to make it. Um, thank you. Oh, well, I appreciated the visit anyway. I would have too. He made the time to come and see you. I did spend my 18th birthday in the hospital. On a Friday the 13th that year. Go figure. I know, right? Ray and I share a birthday. Oh. We're October 13th, baby. It's just different years. 30 days of the hospital bedtime. Sweet mother Mary, Ray. 30 days of hospital bedtime. Some tilt table therapy. That stuff's kind of cool to watch. I don't know what that is. It's um, almost think of it kind of like a, when you go to see a chiropractor in a way. And I might be wrong. You guys correct me. But these, it's the table's not a flat table. It's a bunch of different... Like, like a chiropractor oh. table. And they'll tilt you and move you in certain ways to like alleviate pressure. Like or to, mm-hmm, to help out with injury, essentially. And that's like very abbreviated. I'm sure there's a lot more to know about tilt tables. But, okay. So, some tilt table therapy. Standing up really sucks if you haven't done it for a few weeks. I've never experienced that. Wow. I, have, I do know that though, because like you just, your muscles, you're not using them. So, they can atrophy pretty quick. And I was able to leave, but with crutches, a knee brace, and wearing a very uncomfortable steel back brace for the next six months. That's like my friend Becky. She fell down some steps in France and came back from semester away with like a, ba- a steel back brace. Oh, wow. It was pretty intense. You it like wrapped around her hips. I don't know what yours was like, Raymond. And then it went up her back and then like went around like up under here. Hmm. It was crazy. You have to help her get dressed and stuff because it's kind of a, it was quite the the conundrum. Okay. Okay, but it's next six months. 
Many years later, I look back and know that this could have been much worse. Everything below the burst lumbar third vertebrae. Oh, he gave us his x-ray. Okay. The lumbar third vertebrae still works, but it very easily might not have the third. It Lumbar is like way down here. So it'd be like you'd be par- could have been paralyzed from the waist down. I never really wanted to go back and look at that ravine, yeah. but I was told that now to replace the inadequate and brush overgrown 15 mile per hour curve sign, two tall posts like a goalpost hold up a 10 foot wide yellow arrow in front of the ravine and it points to the right. I hope we were the last to ever go cliff driving there, right? How could they, how could they have more than one accident in that curve and not? I don't understand why the the powers that be, the county or mm-hmm. whatever, didn't put a stop sign. If it's a, a right turn, well, it's a fifteen mile per hour. It's one of those sharp, you know, those winding roads. Yeah, okay. They could have put a stop sign, but essentially they had one of those. What I'd assume, Raymond, I'm making assumptions here, but. One of those yellow, tr- like diamondy mm-hmm. shaped ones that's like shows a curve and it says 15 mile per hour. Right. But it was covered up. So you're going like 55 miles an hour and you don't even fucking know. Who sings that song? Is it Jan and Dean? Dead Man's Curve? Mm-hmm. It's like oh. a 60s tune. I was like, I don't know that song. Yeah. They were like a Beach Boys band, Jan mm-hmm. and Dean. So yeah. Anyway, hopefully you were the last one to go cliff driving. I'm enclosing a pic of what my back looked like after that little fall. Look at his poor little vertebrae. Ooh, crushed. Ay! It's not supposed to be like that, right? Does it still ache, Ray, or how? How? No, it's, still, it's not supposed to like, do like that. Some of them look like They're, squares, and then that one that looks one, like bow tie pasta. It does look like bow tie pasta. <laughs> Lumbar burst. Oh man, that's a burst. Well, you know what? All in all, uh, the fact that you survived—that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that you know, the uh, I would assume that there's aches and pains that come along with that for life, but I'm just curious you're how. Here, yeah, yeah. So that's good. Car accidents. Scare the bejesus out of me. Me too. I do not like when you see how you know a car seems like it's a sturdy vehicle or a sturdy structure, mm-hmm. and even new ones with crumple zones and advanced materials. But you're still so vulnerable. And if there's any uh-huh. anything that I know, I mean, I just cut myself the other day with my own finger now. Oh, right here. Um, we're pretty vulnerable to pokey things. Yeah. So like metal is on a car always. And it can get real nasty and it could cut us easily. Yeah. That's just one way. Second way, op, you know, objects in motion want to stay in motion. Mm-hmm. Smack. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. And when you see a vehicle that's been completely wrecked or whatnot, mm-hmm. gosh, it's, it, it, it puts it in perspective, like how, how fragile, us, you know, you're, you're flying oh, yeah. down the road, even 30 miles an hour, mm-hmm. you can have an accident. And yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyways, sorry for being quiet during the story. I just, that was really. It was a good story. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm glad you're okay, right? It's the thing that's nice about the the stories is we know the people are okay because we're talking to them right now. That's a good point. Um, But yeah, something to always remember. And I know this is hard because I am forever late. I'm not an early. I used to always be early to everything. But in the last few years, probably like three years, I'm always like running late. Hmm. I'm trying to make it better. But I'm forever doing that. I don't know what it is. Um, But anyway, even if you're running late, I think my mom is the one that said this, but it's just a thing that people would say. It's not like she made it up and it's like, quote, Carrie said this, you know? Anyway, she always says like, it's not really worth it. Like you don't need to go fast. Like you want to show up there, right? You don't want to not make it because you're in an accident. Like there, you know, 
So I always think it's just not worth it. Like running a red light, it's not worth it. The risk is not worth it. We just don't think about it in the moment. We're like, go, go, go. Yeah. One of the best things I ever did in my life was just learning to slow my mm-hmm. roll as a driver. And I don't know when that happened. It, when I, uh, probably between the age of 25 and 30, somewhere around there, I just decided, you know what? I was what? like, you've never been a crazy driver with me. Yeah. I don't, I don't hot dog around. I mean, no. don't get me wrong. I love speed. And if, if I was on a racetrack that had guardrails and, you know, that it's, still scares it's me. Me. Oh, that still it accidents. Mm. Well, anyways. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can do that on my your palms own. are sweating after hearing a story. Oh, really? Yeah. It really got you riled yeah, up. I don't like that. <laughs> we'll have to decompress with a letter from Tanisha. But thank you for writing in, Ray. I do appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. And keep us posted on how you're feeling. Like, how does that affect you today? Are there things you have to do or not do? I would assume. Okay. Tanisha's letter is entitled Retail Stories and Quitting My Job. All Stick right. it to the man. Take this job ah. and shove it. Mm-hmm. You can take this job and shove it. Wasn't that Johnny Paycheck? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know. Mm. I think so. Okay. This says, Hi, Katie, Sean, and all OTDM listeners. Hi, Tanisha. Says, it's a beautiful day. Do you know why? Well. No? No. Anybody? Do you know why? Because I'm officially going to study to become a social worker starting in September. Woohoo! Woohoo! I'm very excited, but also a bit nervous. It's okay. Some nervousness, I think, is healthy. Starting something new, I'm always nervous. But that's okay. This also means that I'm going to quit my job. All caps. So yeah. I had to give it a little oomph. As I mentioned in previous email, I've been working in retail for six years and I am done. Nice. Mic drop over. It paid the bills. It's just not my thing. I know. That's like a lot of jobs I've had. I'm like, it's just not my thing. I could do it. I don't love it. Sales rep. I could do it. I don't love it. I'm following my dreams. I'm fighting against my anxiety. I'm starting a new chapter in my life. Kudos to you. Round of applause for Tanisha. But before that is going to happen, I promised you some retail stories. So let's get into it. The first story is about a lady that made me cry. That asshole. I was 16 when I started working in the store and I didn't really know everything yet. A lady asked me if I could buy the showroom model of an item that we didn't have in stock. Okay. I've asked for that sometimes. Like, can I get the one off the mannequin? And sometimes they're like, yes. And sometimes they don't allow it. I said, no, because we have to order it. And she asked for the manager because she really wanted to take it now. And the manager walks over and says, the lady can take the show model and walks off again. The lady standing next to me places her hand on my shoulder and says in a very denigrating way, I'm very glad that you asked the manager. 
I felt very small. And the way she said it just frustrated me. When the lady was gone and it was just the manager and me, I burst out into tears, which she responded okay to. At least your manager wasn't a dickwad. Why do people have to be rude? A better way to handle that situation would to say, be to say, well, can we check with your manager? Because I'd really like it. If they'll allow me to take it, that'd be great. That's Look all. better on the mannequin, you asshole. Right. <laughs> I hope it breaks apart when you get it home, loser. Okay. Next story. Yeah. Maybe a year ago, a customer, a big guy, came into the store with a trash bin that he had bought. He wanted a new one because this one was damaged at the lid. But these bins are sold in a thin carton box that says, don't use a knife to open because if you do, you damage the lid. So I immediately saw that he obviously used a knife to open the box and I asked him, how'd you open the package? And the guy instantly started yelling at me that I was accusing him of damaging the lid. <laughs> it's safe to say that I did not expect this explosion. So I said I he could go and get a new trash bin. My manager stood next to me as this happened, oh, as this happened and helped this man when he came back with a new item. Mm this douchebag tells him that I accused him of cutting into the lid. He politely thanks the manager for his service and doesn't even look at me anymore as he walks off. Yeah, I cried again that day too. Why don't you take that trash can home and then get inside of it, you trash human? <laughs> I know, you piece of garbage. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the things you want to say. Right? You know when you when you think about something mm -hmm. that really oh. bugs you and then like two hours later you have the best comeback? Oh, fuck, I hate that. There's this funny meme that I've been wanting to share to my stories but I haven't yet. It keeps coming up because I think I always open it and I'm like, oh. And it shows uh, Marge Simpson in the shower and it says me at the top i'm just going to take a quick shower okay me 45 minutes later and it's marge and she she's reading a book and i don't know where they got this clip but someone poorly but hilariously photoshopped onto the book 45 ways to win that argument <laughs> <laughs> or 45 ways i could have won that argument or right. something like that and i was like it's so true all of a sudden you're like that would have been a good comeback yeah ah. but this reminds me so him cutting the lid I don't really sell things on eBay anymore. Frankly, I don't have the time. Um, but the last time I did a big purge, thanks Marie Kondo for Kondo in my life. Um, I sold a bunch of stuff and I had such a shitty time with people that I was like, I just don't even need the headache. It's not worth my like $10 or whatever. And there's two instances. One is I, and this one pissed, well, this first one pissed me off the most. I, sold someone like a silk blouse that I wore for work. It was like blue with black polka dots. And, and it had like little bits of um, essentially like a pit stain kind of, cause it's silk and you can't always get everything out. And if sometimes when I took it to the dry cleaner, they're like, Oh, if we try to get this little darkening that you kind of see, cause I wore natural deodorant and like fucks your shit up. They're like, it'll take the color away. So like, it's better. It's just a little dark and it wasn't really noticeable. I was very clear about it in the description, took pictures of everything. This motherfucker was mad I think probably because they didn't read the description. So they ripped a hole in the shirt. And even though I had a picture of that part and was like, that hole didn't exist. eBay made me take the return back. Mm. I was like, now I can't sell it. You fucking ruined it. You should send that shirt to eBay with a letter that says, dear eBay. Oh, I call roll it, this shirt real tight and, and shove it. And it wasn't, again, it wasn't even the money. It was just the, it, I got so worked up. I put it all the way through to like, um, I asked to speak to like a manager person at, at PayPal and eBay. I canceled the, like I made them pay for return shipping. I tried everything and I made them wait. They had to wait. Like, I don't even know. I 
prolonged the return for like three months. I was like, you stuff it up. <laughs> like, at least just say, if they'd have been nice, who knows? I might have been like, sure, I'll take it. But just don't ruin it. So frustrating. So that's one. Second is I said, like sold another blouse from work because I wasn't working for corporate America. I don't have to dress like that. <laughs> and the same as this guy cutting into it. You all know when you get those like, uh, I don't know what we call them, just like a plastic bag. Tyvek bag. Or- yeah. And I'd shipped everything in it and they rip open at the top. And this person, I guess, used scissors and cut into the top. And then sent me the nastiest message about why didn't I say not to cut into the, I'm like, dude, it's a blood, like it ripped, just ripped the top. What? Wait. I did not reply. I was just like, suck it, loser. I don't know what to tell you. You cut into it. Can't take back the top. Because then they showed, they sent a picture of like this hole that, I'm like, what were you doing? Like, was a machete? What's happening? (laughs) Oh, eBay. Dear stupid person. I know. I, I regret to inform you that you're stupid. Dear dummity dum dum dum. Yeah. Your dumbness is not my problem. Be careful next time. Yeah. I'm Lesson sorry that learned. you tried to open the plastic bag with a flamethrower. <laughs> stupid person. I don't know how they cut such a big hole into the thing. It, it was like this big. Right. Which, and if you're listening, it's like the size of a quarter. I don't know how I'm like. To be fair, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been that dum dum who's opened something <laughs> with the wrong instrument uh-huh. and cut something uh, because I'm I'm very aggressive when I open. He can packaging. be very, and you always want to use your Swiss Army knife, even though sometimes I it says that. don't use sharp objects. He's like, I'll just, I'll just use I'll this. Just get the, I'll just get the tape. I'll just know? get. Mm, so there's guys. been a couple of times, but I've never then turned around and accused the person who sent of me the doing goods. It, of, yeah, yeah, because I'm an honest person. I yeah. wouldn't. Well, they didn't accuse me of cutting it. They admitted to being stupid and cutting it and we're like said that i didn't package it appropriately mm. they're like you should have wrapped it they gave me like three options of things that i should Chain have done mail. <laughs> <laughs> they said i should have <laughs> i should have wrapped it in tissue paper and that would have stopped the scissors stuff tissue at the top so it would stay at the bottom then they said that i should have put on the outside don't use scissors to open and then they said that, or I should have put it in a, another, so two packages. Ah. So I should waste, so I should make more environmental waste so that they don't cut into it. I wonder if they know how scissors work. I don't, I think. Two packages of plastic are definitely going to stop. And they're the definitely not going to have to open the second one. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. I did not reply. And I was just like. Well, we are on a tangent here. Let's, uh, let's get back. That just reminded me because the cutting into it. I was like, oh, baby. Okay. Next, sorry, Tanisha, we got way off. I'm going to end these stories with some things that baffle me about how many times it happens. I'm excited already. Number one, customers asking for a discount on items that are already on sale. You're in a store, not the market, Karen. Mm. I find it really funny how many people try to barter. Like, that's like bartering. Like she said, you're not at the market, you're in a store. You're not like, this isn't. Like Sunday market. Some, but some places around the world, mm-hmm. it's acceptable to do that, to, to bargain, right? So maybe if and you're so traveling. You're, yeah. And you can just, it may be your culture where you, you know, you're used to mm-hmm. being in, I don't know, the bazaar and, uh, in yeah. Marrakesh, you know, and, and, uh, always bartering. Hey, man, if, if I can get that money down, you know, if it's, uh, I'm that, I mean, I was that way about the wedding and stuff. Like yeah. when we'd go to the flower mart, I was like, I, hear I what drive you're a saying, hard bargain, <laughs> but I'm out the door in 15 minutes, unless you knock another 5% off that. 
Yep. Yeah. People will do it. Yeah. Okay. Number but you, two. But you can't do that in chain stores. No. See? You can't like walk into it because she clearly like works in like a, and I think I would assume it's like some bigger items too. Cause like a trash bin and right. like that lady wanted like the, the showroom thing, yeah. which I don't think it was clothing. Like it wasn't clothing on a mannequin. It was like a, I think it's like a piece of furniture or something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Number two, customers that come into the store on Mondays and are confused that the sales prices have changed. Cause you know, usually sales like even online, it'll be like last day of the sale. And if you buy it tomorrow, it's going to be 25% more. Mm-hmm. And they even get pissed off when we can't give them the same discount as the week before. I've had people walk out anger. Oh, walk out angrily saying very loud, we're going to Ikea. So it must be a furniture shop. Mm-hmm. Like I care where you shop, right? You're like, I don't own the store, dude. I don't make up the rules. People are crazy. Number three. What if you, you know what I would do if someone mm-hmm. was really mean and I'd be like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go talk to the manager. And then you just take like, Forever. forever to find the manager you walk around maybe you take a break maybe you you know go to the bathroom or something yeah put put your makeup back come on. back and be like I, oh yeah, i forgot I, yeah <laughs> couldn't find him sorry <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't want to pretend people are already really rude no, i know i wouldn't want to call well personally i don't think i can handle people being more dickwads than they already are okay number three customers who ask me a question which i answer then go to a colleague and try to ask the same exact thing the funniest thing is that my team is very attuned and we all give the same answers. The disappointment on customers' faces is honestly hilarious. Mm. It's almost like little kids going from mom to dad trying to get the answer that they want when, like, sorry, Sally Joe, it's not 25% off anymore. That was the 4th of July sale and today is the 6th. Don't know what to tell you. Okay, that's it for this letter. I hope you like my stories. We love them. We do. I certainly like telling them and just to rant a bit. Feel free to send in as many as you'd like. Please be nice to retail employees. We are overworked and underpaid. I will write in when I've actually quit my job. Then we'll have something to celebrate. We will. Have a great day. Tanisha. Whoop, whoop. Okay. Next letter. Yep. I think ice just fell out of our ice machine. Oh. It's just hanging in there waiting. Why does it do that? Every once in a while it spits an ice cube out. Because it's like it's, when the it's thing, like hanging. Ah. It's because the thing that opens to dispense the ice closes and the ice doesn't get all the way through. So it's like caught. Oh. And then the ice melts and you heard it go, and that's it closing. So then the ice melted and fell out and then it finally could close its little ah. lid. I've done a lot of thinking about this. Okay. We have a letter from our PNW correspondent, Leanne, and it is entitled Puppy Parlance, Winston, of course. And another layover story. Remember her running in the the flippy floppies? Mm -hmm. I know these are two different stories in one email, but here we go. Hey, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM community. Hi, Leanne. First of all, congratulations. You are probably the first people outside of my friends and family that can pronounce my name right. Hmm. I just listened to episode 117 and pleased you guys got at least one foreign name down. We try. One thing we will do here is we will try. Yeah. I try my best. As I'm trying to figure out where I left off with writing, you guys, more has come to mind. And I know none of these really go together, but hopefully we can make things move on smoothly. I'll try to do a transition. Like, dun 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 That is one heck of a transition, Barrel, And then next one slides in. Okay. Number one, puppy parlance, Winston. A labradoodle, like Roxy, a very aggressive chewer. 
I stop buying him toys because they, the dog toys, don't last very long, right? She can just, they'll be like, this should last hours of fun. I'm like 20 minutes. Boom. She ate the squeak out of that latest toy. And like, that thing is hard. I like, don't know how she did it. Once she found out that it could squeak, because it's very difficult to make squeak. You have to like, we have to step on it with our weight. And even then, it. it's like, but then she figured it out. Her, with her jaw strength, she was like, yeah. she'd make it squeak. It's not the jaws of life. Those are the jaws of death. <laughs> if you're a mouse, you're in trouble. Luckily, she's like super gentle with us. Because mm-hmm. she could like fuck us up. Okay. So stop buying Winston toys because they didn't last very long. One time I bought him a cute koala bear toy. Guess how long that lasted? 10 not, minutes? No, not even three days. She's oh. saying it's like from it to get completely destroyed. Another time I bought him one of the tough brand chew toys, a banana and an octopus. Brought them midday. Banana toy lasted a little longer. Not the peel part, just the banana. How many legs of the octopus does, um, oh, how many legs does an octopus have? Eight. Eight. Do you know how many of its legs it had by the end of the first half a day? Only one. <laughs> that sounds like Roxy because even the the toy that she chewed the, the squeak out of, it came because it was like a Jurassic Park theme. It came encased in something else. Fabric. Yeah, she had to like, like rip through it. Kevlar or something. And it, I mean, it was like a thick, it was a, t- a tough fabric and they were like, they'll get rewarded in a few days once they've ripped 20 minutes later, homegirl's like. <sighs> you know who's thing. not rewarded with that? us because there's litter everywhere Shit she litters there's like just, string all oh, over the house because she got so she went for the seam mm-hmm. and she pulled and pulled until she got like it loosened and then just started tearing and then like the string was and we were afraid she was going to eat it yeah so we had to like birth the thing out the middle and it's interesting it. how how smart they are but they look for the weakest segment and like then they knew. work it yeah, yeah yeah she she looks for like something where she can find a little purchase with her mm-hmm. teeth on a ball there may be like uh, injection mold I mark. I thought that one she'd hit the seam and bust it open, but she hasn't. Mm, not I yet. think it's a little too big. Yeah. She has to like, it. she doesn't get to like chew on it very much that way. Um, even your dad, so her, her grandpa Eric sent a, like a little toy where she can learn. It's a, what would you even call it? It's like, like the game memory? No. Well, it's like a learning toy for dogs and it's supposed to be like a mind, a puzzle. Yes. That's what it is. A dog puzzle. He got her the intermediate. Maybe I should be using <laughs> Right? What's the word again? Um, but he, he got it for her for Christmas. And it's intermediate because he was like, I don't want her to think I think she's dumb and she's a beginner. But I also don't want her to be discouraged to get her the expert. So, And I thought that was very well thought out. So we have the intermediate one. But she has gotten so fast. And we don't even give it to her all the time. I give it to her as like a brain teaser thing. And then I'll wrap up some of her food and roll it into a towel or a blanket. She's gotten so fast at that game. Yeah. It used to take her a while. Now it's like, boom. She's like, what's next? So I think we, Eric, we're going to have to go expert. She's just too smart. Okay. Back to only one leg was attached to octopus. Also, we taught Winston to shake in 10 minutes and had some down. Oh, we had some downtime during the lockdown when everyone was home. I know she's pretty quick to pick, pick things up like that too. Although, because recently I taught her, you know, bang. And then she falls, like she lays down, then she falls on her side. I taught her that. Now, whenever I make her lay, she either wants to fall on her side or roll all the way over because we've done roll over. And now we got to just work on down, just straight up <laughs> laying down. Okay. More recently, but had to be after he learned to shake. Mm-hmm. My sister, Sarah, not Allison, the one who's married, taught him to play dead. 
My parents were thrilled being sarcastic when he learned to play dead. Here's a video posted via YouTube years ago. It's only two minutes, 33 seconds. I watched it again. And even though it's short, it's very slow. A lot of editing went into this. (laughs) I think people, when they finally make a video themselves, they realize how much work it is. Right. Um, Because even on your phone, when you're trying to cut and move it together, it's, you know, it's a lot of work. Uh, I tried my best to keep my sister out of it. So I just slowed the footage down. I know probably not a quick video to watch as you're doing the podcast, but here's a link to check out later. We'll put the link in the description so you guys can watch. Thank you for sending that, Liam. And moving on to number two, second story. Remember? Nice. Another layover story. I'm just writing, or I'm just now writing this on June 21st. And it looks like you're at least one more letter of mine away from getting to the first layover story. That blister story. We got to it. We loved it. Now setting the stage. Thanksgiving 2021. First time visiting Cincinnati, Ohio to celebrate Allison's and her husband's first Thanksgiving as a couple. That's cute. They hosted. I think we hosted when we first lived together. Christmas or when I first got that table. Remember? Mm -hmm. Then we could actually host. Uh, Otherwise, we had this like shitty table I had from Craigslist. Okay. And it only sat four people. Remember? So traveling, Leanne's traveling, Portland to Chicago, midway with a five hour layover. <clears throat> What's happening with flights? Let's I don't just know. take a minute to talk about the shit, the chaos that is the flight industry right now. Yeah. As far as I understand, because of the pandemic, there was uh, they laid off a lot everybody. Of, yeah. A lot of retiring. Uh, a lot of people retired. A lot of people were laid off. Um, and then when demand picked back up again Mm -hmm. there weren't any there weren't enough employees there and and also because i think a lot of pilots retired Mm -hmm. uh, i think there's a shortage of new pilots coming on the scene and so they're working people like the airlines they're not that it's a skeleton crew but a big hiring thing like a big like what do they call those things job fair fair. Mm -hmm. like it's in the office yeah (laughs) right and but uh yeah so there's a shortage of employees and i think there's been protest or not protests but um strikes probably yeah because i think they're union right and so the the pilots are upset and obviously the the end user is upset man there's so many cancellations and delays it's it's getting a little wonky out there i knew i knew we were gonna have trouble because it's obvious that people in the industry are going to catch covid because they're just they're oh right i didn't even think about that they're doing the thing that we are careful about because we know the risk is high. They say airports are the worst just because of the sheer amount of people coming and going in restaurants, this. bars. Yep. And just being there and then you take your mask off and you know, blah, blah, blah. And whatever, there's risk involved now all the time. So we know that. And they're doing that how many times a day for their job. Right. Um, so they had COVID outages, meaning like too many people called out. They'd have to cancel flights around the holidays. I remember that. But I didn't think about this. And this is a whole other thing. And flights, I was looking to, um, we were looking to go to Montreal. I was looking to go back to LA to do to do some collabs and work stuff. And flights that used to be like 150 bucks are like $480. And the flight for me to go home for my uncle's funeral was like $712. I was like, Austin to Seattle's usually around like 200, maybe 225. I think I might have paid. What? So, yeah, we need to get that together because that, that makes it like completely impossible for people. Right. Like 
the whole budget that we would have had to even go to Washington or go to LA or go to Montreal be eaten by flights. I'm like, and then what? We we sleep on, outside. That's what Zoom's for. You don't have to take planes anymore. You just everything through Zoom. You know? <laughs> uh, nothing like seeing people in person and being no, there. Okay, sorry. Back to the story. So five hour layover. I believe that flight. So the Portland to Chicago flight was on time. The Chicago midway to Cincinnati, so our second flight, wasn't even on the departing list on those screens yet. I was that early. That's when you know. I mean, that's some crazy sheet. You're probably thinking, what in the world would I do for five hours? Well, I was hungry. And it's very confusing when you travel in different time zones. I left PDX early, like a 7 a.m. departure, 5.30 a.m. leaving for the airport. And by the time I land, probably noon Chicago time, which is two hours ahead of Oregon, I started to not panic just to see, oh, to see that it's lunchtime. So perfect. Lunchtime. It's noon. But really 10 a.m. in Oregon. Okay. Sorry. Getting inside. What's the deal with airports? What is the the deal? (laughs) No, but how, how do they get away with robbing people? Like they, they mark things up like a bottle of water is $16. Not all of them do. Mm, no, I've only seen one where they said we keep our prices Austin. in line with, yeah. Mm-hmm. But everywhere else, yeah, it's, it's like crazy. they mark everything. And I get it that oh, it's it's expensive to pay the rent here. That's what they say. It costs but, more. But bullshit. Like you pay rent other places too. Right. So the airport is just ripping you off it's left like, and right. Yeah, it's like Disneyland, but without any fun rides. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Just a, like bumpy, a churro, shitty... A churro, which is like fried dough rolled in cinnamon. Like, That'll be $12. Yeah. And you're like, what is this, New York City? What's happening? It's nuts. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. No. They, that's gouging. It really... And it's because they have you hostage, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's why <laughs> I always appreciate these people, but it makes me laugh because that commercial about people turning into their parents, new home buyers turning oh, yeah. into their parents because he mentions this, but I think it's smart. And I used to do it when I was like a student and had like no money. Um, people bring their own food. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people like full on like bento box, like they got like seven different Tupperware things pulling out of like a huge tote bag they carried. They're like foil wrapped. And because if you can, if if we ha- had two kids or a family of four, I bring in sandwiches would be super cheap compared to spending $80 at fucking, I don't know, Applebee's in the airport, which tastes terrible. It's always the bad. It's always so oh my bad. God. It's like they make it extra bad. I know. You know it's like, like extra processed. Like, like everything's like super sodium yeah, chicken. It's like not good at all. Yeah. Remember that time we were just in the Atlanta airport. Where do we eat TGI Fridays? And I, um, it was on our way back from DC and I got a fried chicken sandwich and it was raw. And you know how you can tell chicken's not quite co- doesn't bite the same. Yeah, and the chicken goes quack quack quack. No, that's a talk. <laughs> <laughs> cluck cluck cluck. Yeah. Hey, this chicken's not cooked. <laughs> it's, it's got a little like the duck leg. Hang. <laughs> but the guy was so apologetic, and I think we still paid for it. I don't think they gave it to us. No, for they didn't free, take it off the menu, even though they almost gave me salmonella. Yeah, salmonella. Okay. Sorry. Back to the story. Leanne was hungry. It's lunchtime. And then she apologized because she got sidetracked. It's okay, Leanne. It happens to the best of us. I'm traveling alone. I'm in my mid-20s. I've flown by myself before, but I sat down for lunch at this sandwich place. Reasonable. Enter with no clue how this is run. It's always that way. You're like, where do I order? Do I sit down? Do they come to me? Am I coming to them? Uh, meaning, do you have to wait to be seated, order at the counter? I had no idea. I really didn't want to just randomly choose a place and sit down. After what felt like an eternity later, awkward, I awkwardly asked, 
how or where do I order? Keep in mind, I was traveling, so it just doesn't make any sense to leave anyone just standing there. Yeah. How could I not be noticed carrying a decently heavy carry-on? I don't know. So weird point number one. Moving into weird point number one. Finally, I got seated. I order a fountain drink. Lemonade. The waitress asked for ID. I'm super confused now. She's carding me in a restaurant behind security. Odd. Just stupidly went along with it, pulling on my ID, because I ordered a lemonade, not an alcoholic beverage. Just questioned her as I was showing her my Oregon ID. Then she caught on. That's weird. That is weird. Like she's just an autopilot? Mm, Could be. Could be. It gets more frustrating and weird. So lucky for this five-hour layover. So weird, frustrating point number two, time to pay shouldn't be that hard. I have four and a half hours until my plane is going to (laughs) board. Wrong. Just a nightmare. The payment card machine wasn't working. The waitress takes it to another table so others can pay. This payment machine is not accepting my payment, so it's not working for her card. I didn't bring any cash on my travels, mainly because I'm clumsy and I drop everything. I wouldn't bring much cash. Well, that's a lie. I do bring cash only because sometimes, although now everything is cards, but back in the day, I always at least had 20 bucks on me because a, a taxi or you know something just doesn't accept what you have. You never know when you have to bribe a police officer, let's say. <laughs> if you don't Sean, do that with a card. You know, accidentally steps on his foot and is rude Mm -hmm. spits in his face i don't know jeez (laughs) what was i gonna say pees in an alleyway and gets caught oh yeah that's that's more accurate why would we have to bribe a policeman you never know (laughs) okay um so didn't bring any cash my card gets denied again and again i switched cards oddly that one got denied too panic i call my dad all the way across the country he couldn't do anything called my bank thinking that maybe we didn't pay a bill the person i talked to was stumped as well Now, I know it's not a payment card problem, right? We've called, there's money, there's everything should be working. I ask where the nearest ATM is. Waitress, not thrilled. Like, I'm not the type of person to dine and dash. This woman had no trust in me. The nearest ATM was far away. So I run over there. I walked really fast because you can't just leave stuff in an airport. This is how bad it gets. I don't even know how to work an ATM. I call my mom because my dad was busy. My mom, also in Oregon, said, you got to keep trying and then went back with $20 cash, was too frustrated to wait for change because it took maybe two minutes just to find the waiter once I was there. Again, I was just done. Get me out of there. Totally understand. Sometimes you're just like, could this get any harder? Why is this so hard? <laughs> Remember, I'm traveling alone. My parents suggest that I just go buy anything somewhere else and it works, the payment card. Then I have about four hours remaining, maybe three and a half hours until my plane boards. Flash forward to landing in Cincinnati. Late at night, I hop into an Uber. So to make it easier on my sister, the Uber driver says, um, oh, Uber driver says, there is that Cincinnati skyline. Me, what? Uber driver, sounds like you haven't been here before. Nope. Uber driver proceeds to say, Cincinnati shares an airport with Kentucky City. And now I know that Cincinnati Airport is not in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, Oh, interesting. I wouldn't have known that either. That's like all of the flights that go to New York don't actually fly into New York. Right. Like New Jersey. Well, into Manhattan. Oh, I guess JFK is, is New York. Yeah, they don't fly. <laughs> but but I think JFK is only one, right? Yeah. The other is like New Jersey. And then it's almost like um, DC. Like you fly into Dulles. You, fly, you know, you it's, it's close enough. It works. Sometimes the airports are not where you're actually going. Even though it's called the Cincinnati Airport. It's technically Kentucky City. I didn't even know there was a Kentucky City. Now you know. Thanks, Leanne. The more you know. Okay. 
That's probably the craziest travel story that I got. I got some more stories for you later. Sorry about the typos. Took me longer to write out. I think you did great. Enjoy the Winston video. Write again soon. Leanne, the PNW correspondent. Yeah, traveling's a nightmare. It really is. I mean, it you know, sometimes it goes really smooth and that's great. More often than not, though, it's a giant inconvenience, you know. We got pretty good at it by 2019. Yeah. Because we were doing it with such frequency. You get better. It kind of reminds me of that. What was the movie that uh, George Clooney like flew all the time? Oh, Titanic? No, that's not even George Clooney's not even in that. <laughs> no. Anyway. It'll come to me in a second, but he he flies like almost every day, and he you watch him work through the airport like the TSA, right? And he like has all his stuff out and blah 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 blah, and it's like he's moving and grooving because he like travels for work constantly. And we got to that not that level, but like we had the TSA pre-check. Well, we have global entry or whatever, so that means we don't have to wait in those lines. I got better luggage. I got like a little carry-on that I can put my laptop. You know, you get all your stuff together. It's still a pain, but I felt like we were better at it. And we would get in there and we would have either already eaten or we'd have a plan to eat somewhere. And it'd be like, get our water bottles on the plane we go. Snip, snap. And we would never spend more than like an hour at the airport. Now I think they want you there three hours before. Mm -hmm. Is that correct for domestic? Mm -hmm. So that you can buy more stuff? They can fuck right off with that. Just you have to eat again. Damn it. Eat that hmm. sodium chicken, that raw chicken. No, thanks. A duck. <laughs> Quack. Okay. We have a letter from Ben. Okay. Hey, thanks. Ben. Thanks, I think Leanne. this is our last one for today, too. Okay. Yeah. We got to eat dinner. Yep. It's time. All this talk of raw chicken. I'm like, oh, boy. All this talk. All right. Okay. It's entitled More About Rock Climbing. Okay. I'm already excited. Hey, Katie and Sean. On episode 117, you read my letter about rock climbing. Before that, you answered a mystery that I had had, which was the phone call via Discord from Sean. Mm. Luckily, lucky for me, I wasn't actually at my phone or computer at the time, so I merely saw that Sean had called via Discord, and I was so confused as to what he wanted. <laughs> I figured it was likely a mistake, but it is good to hear the rest of the story. <laughs> hey, Ben, I, I just want to run something by you real quick, if you have a minute. Uh... Are you doing anything? Hey, hey, <laughs> excuse me. I listen to your podcast. I do not want a phone call from you. <laughs> That's just so funny because I was like halfway. I'm like, is your, is our alarm going up? I mean, the confusion, Ben, the confusion. So funny. Mm. Kills me. Um, it just reminds me of like one of my favorite TikTok sounds. You have water on your schnauzer. I know. I was trying to play it off. I, I was just drinking out of my cup and it, it you goes, know, you get to the bottom. Yeah. Some of it hits the bottom. It splashes you in the yeah. face. It was refreshing um, though. Um, anyways, what was I talking about? Now I've totally forgotten what I was going to say. Mm. God gosh darn it my brain it didn't even hold it for that long the call via discord oh that's what i was gonna say my favorite i wish we could put this skit that's not a skit because it happened in real life to that that tiktok sound that's like um do you have a moment to talk about your lord and savior jesus don't run away from the look because it's like such a silly phone call okay back to ben's letter you also discussed ice climbing there there are sporting events related to it, although not yet at the rock climbing at the rock climbing letter. Level. Oh, level probably, yeah. There are also people who do that free solo style, which is absolutely insane, and I agree. Totally mm-hmm. fucking crazy. The movie Free Solo, while risky, at least he had done the climb a number of times and knew that he could do it. It's true, he'd done it with his ropes however many times. The movie called The Alpinist. Mark Andre 
Ooh. Flurry? No. <laughs> He's a hockey player. No. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. I, oh. I just interrupted the letter. That's okay. The movie called The Alpinist, I think that's how you say it, talks about an even more crazy climber who did this with no harness on ice, which is much more susceptible to breaking and is different every time. I won't spoil the ending, but it was available via Netflix the last time I looked at it. Mm. Thanks for all you do, Ben. Wonderful. Thanks, Ben. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's interesting talking about anchor having problems it says yeah there are new responses to your q a what does that mean oh i put questions and oh. polls on all the episodes i see mm-hmm. so if you're listening on spotify um you can excuse me if you're listening on spotify you can look at the questions and i haven't really figured out how to uh, how to start sorting out the information yet but mm. i i do look at the answers once we once quite, we learn quite amusing what some of you answer so people are hilarious mm-hmm. you all have such great stories and great great senses of humor okay so we're up to june 22nd aaron you're up to bat next david you're warming up david redacted he's in the the bullpen yeah he's in the bullpen no what is it when you're like up to bat and then on deck you're on deck aaron's gonna be up to bat and david's on deck what's the deal with that i don't know well that's the deal is that just to so you don't hurt yourself swinging the baseball bat so you gotta warm up i honestly think it's it's for warming up but it's also for the flow of the game Mm. so that you're already like out there Right. But the thing that's kind of crazy about being out there is you, like our coach always said, you have to be aware of what's going on because you can like get whacked with a ball. Oh, yeah. A fly ball could like get you because you're not far. I mean, you're, there's a distance, but you're still out there. Like, but you usually do. And you put like a weight on it, right? Like a donut. So then the other feels faster, faster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when it comes, you out of the park. I should do with shoes. I should wear weighted shoes. No, your feet are already. We're having trouble with your footsie tootsies. Yeah, we but if I wear to, if I if I wore weighted shoes, then I could take them off and I'd I'd be faster, right? Kind of. It's like people put weights around their ankles. You don't have to wear weighted shoes. Yeah, and you, that's like a workout for you. Right, right. You're like, what uh, well, what were those ones there that that had like the the lift in them and they were like rockers almost? Oh, uh, the ones for the workout. They no, like the fit flops and stuff. The oh, I don't know that one, but no, there was they were selling some wows. Yeah, but like it was like a weird angle and and your foot would be forced to... Yeah, it was forced to work out. But that didn't take off. Because when it, they walked, it looked like people were wearing ski boots. I mean, it did take off because everybody bought them. Yeah, it but they're not wearing them anymore, right? Like that's not still I don't a trend. Know. I don't know. People of the world, you tell me. The, it was... Oh, she's just... It was... The Fit Flop was their second one. What's it called? The Skechers. Everybody did those. I don't know. I, I did not do it. I thought they looked silly and they had like the really thick sole. Yeah, they did. And you'd like rock your foot. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. The go cushion, the sketchers go. <laughs> I can't remember. Maybe it's sketcher go. No, it was something else. The shape ups. That's a fancy type shape of shoe. Ups. That it was going to drive me crazy. I had, we had to pause. I had to look it up. Yeah. I couldn't remember because I knew that the fit flops later that did the same kind of thing. But it flopped. It wasn't a very good design. Everybody bought shape ups. Think of it. Everybody bought shape ups. Everybody bought fit flops. I just don't know if people still buy them anymore. And right. it sounds like they have different ones. Different. I got into a, a gimmicky shoe once, and and I, I thought it was terrible. But it, it had springs in the heel. Remember Nike? Nike oh. had those. Oh yeah, a lot of them have those like faux springs. They don't yeah. really do anything. I could not jump any higher. I could not run any faster. What are those funny ones like from Seinfeld where they're they're plyometric? Toes? Yeah. What are those things? Plyometrics. Jimmy, like Jimmy jumps Jimmy, real high. Jimmy jumps real high. George, the guy that's George talks in third person. Yeah. And George All right, well, listen. Talking. Okay.
Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you're on Apple, if you're on Spotify, you can now leave reviews there. Yeah, share so. this with a friend. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy this, or if you have a funny story, send it into otdmpod at gmail.com. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for your emails and your stories. Thank you for listening and watching. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.